When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for same race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Welcome back to the overnight crowd here on SEN, your home of sport. Crystal clear through the SEN app, of course, and through your digital radio dials. Paul Sebastiani here with you, taking you up into the early hours of the morning. But uh, we have a big, big, big A-League season in the midst. It's about to get underway this weekend, and we're also going to go over a little bit of the Premier League results as well. And we're joined by none other than A-League caller and analyst Simon Hill. A very good evening to you, Simon. How are you? Good, thanks. How are you? Very well, Simon. Very well. It's uh, well. It's probably been one of the one of the bigger off seasons I think we've had in the A League, just with regards to signings. But uh, Nani lining up for Melbourne Victory in in their first game as well, and we had an epic Australia Cup over the weekend as well between Sydney and uh, Sydney United and Macarthur. What did you make of of that game, the Australia Cup in the lead up to the in the lead up to the A League season? Well, I mean, I'm impressed with uh, Macarthur. Uh, they've had a very good cup run. Dwight York seems to have got them very well organised. I, I like their front four. He's repatriated Daniel Arzani, who we know is is a massive talent. Uh, and we're starting to sh- see the glimpses of, you know, why he was so highly rated during his days at Melbourne City before he, he went off overseas. And unfortunately, you know, his, his stint overseas was rather ruined by a very serious injury. Uh, but if you can get him right, and it seems as though he is doing for the A-League season ahead, then I think MacArthur can have a very good campaign, particularly with Al-Hassan Toure, who uh, scored one of the goals from the penalty spot. Uli Davila, who scored uh, the other goal, also from the spot. Uh, and Lockie Rose, Anthony Carter, one or two others. They've got a very potent attack. So, yeah, I think uh, I think the Bulls are looking good under all-night Dwight. Yeah, they, they look fantastic in that, that 2-0 victory. And just on that game as well, I mean, it, we, obviously the, the A-League active support has been fantastic over the last couple of years. Probably waned away maybe sort of in the last two to three years, but it sort of picked itself back up last season. And to see, obviously, we know we saw the some reports within the, the Sydney United T4 that were obviously a little bit negative, but let's focus on how brilliant it was to see a, a full-blown T4 uh, in that Sydney United end of the ground. I mean, that, that's what football's all about, isn't it, Simon? Well, look, it, it is in terms of the atmosphere. Yep. And I, I thought they created a, a fantastic noise. Now, obviously, there's, there's been an awful lot of commentary about some of the uh, more unsavoury aspects mm. of that support. And that, that's about to be investigated. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sydney United have been issued with a show caused by Football Australia. We'll you know, have a full review of both on and off fields. Um, incidents uh, in the global game on SEN around the country tomorrow night. Um, and, you know, if, if those individuals have, have done what they're accused of doing, and, and there's no doubt we saw one or two fascist salutes in the crowd when mm. the camera was, you know, panning over them, those people need to be thrown out of the game. Yep. There's, there's absolutely no doubt about that. But, you know, you can't tire all the supporters with the same brush, I thought. You know, the, the noise that the vast majority of that crowd created was fantastic. 
And I hope that's obviously going to continue once the A-League uh, opens its doors this coming weekend. I'm, I'm told we're, uh, you mentioned Nani a little bit earlier on, I'm told we're, we're set for a big crowd at the newly rebuilt Sydney Football Stadium for the Big Blue between Sydney and Victory next Saturday. So, you know, hopefully that's the case. And uh and we get a, a nice, vibrant start in the stands to the new season. Yeah, and uh, on the Melbourne teams as well, Melbourne City, we know they're you know, such a, a strong squad and fell short at the final hurdle last season, but a big one on Friday night against Western United from, from an on-field perspective. How were, you, how were you seeing that match playing out? And obviously Western United winning, winning the championship last season for, for the first time. They, they look, look like they're going to loom up ominously again this season. Yeah, look, I mean, obviously there's a bit of a surprise that, that maybe Western won it last year. I think, uh, you know, Victory and City were probably the favourites going into the finals, but Western surprised everybody. They've got a good side. They've managed to retain the vast majority of the squad that won it for them last season, including, and I think crucially, Alexander Prijevic, who was the subject of interest uh, from elsewhere, particularly in Europe. They've added James Troisi. Uh, at some point, Alessandro Diamanti will be fully fit once again. So I, I expect Western to have another good season. Um, whether they're going to be able to go back-to-back, I don't know. It's, history shows that it's very difficult to do that in the A-League, particularly with a you know a salary cap competition. And Melbourne City have you know made some handy additions, particularly from over, overseas. We've got a, a Barisha back in the competition again, Valon Barisha this time. Um, and one or two other foreigners who've joined as well who are unknown quantities. But... I think both teams will be strong along with victory. And I think, you know, the Victorian uh, elements of the A-League will, will uh, be enjoying a very successful season this time around again. Yeah, it would, it would seem that way. And just away from some of the, I mean, teams that are up in lights, but Central Coast have showed fantastic improvement over over the last two seasons. We've just seen Matt Simon announce his retirement from the A-League, an A-League stalwart. But I think the big thing, and you mentioned it too, Simon, is that the foreign signings, Brian Kaltak, uh, namely for the Mariners uh, signing the Vanuatu International. What did you make of that? They've obviously obviously strengthened up the the back four from from last season and look like they're going to look like they're going to push for, for finals again this year. Yeah, you'd think so. I mean, uh, Brian Kaltak is an unknown quantity to me, I must admit. Mm-hmm. Um, they've also signed Kalechi John in that uh, central defensive area. They've lost, of course, Ruan Tongi. They've lost Kai Rolls, who's doing very well in Scotland. Um, so it's it's always swings and roundabouts for A-League yep. clubs at this time of year. What I like about Nick Montgomery is that he's instilled you know, a real a sort of culture in, in that squad. Um, and I, I think they could be the surprise packets again this season. Garen Quall is, is heading off to Newcastle in January, but he, he'll be around for the first half of the season. Jason Cummings just made his you know, Socceroos debut and scored. They've repatriated Danny Vukovic to replace Mark Birgitti between the posts. They won't lose too much there. I, I think he's he's got the formula at the moment right, Nick Montgomery and... Um, yeah, I expect them to be top four, to be honest, as a bare minimum. Yep, and uh, also who, a team who was very active in the in the transfer market in the in the off season was was Perth Glory. Stefan Kolakowski goes over there as well. They've made some some pretty decent signings. What what do you make of of the season or the upcoming season for for the lads in purple? Yeah, it's difficult to know, to be honest, because mm-hmm. they've signed so many players and let so many go. Mm-hmm. Um, and you mentioned Kolakowski. I think he's a very good signing. Mustafa Romini is yep. is also a good acquisition. David Williams has been repatriated after a, a long stint in India. But 
there's also uh, you know a whole lot that's gone out the door. It, it all it feels a bit as though it's a rebuilding program at Perth. Ruben Zakovic, of course, this is his first full season in charge. He's an inexperienced daily coach. Although to be fair, they've put a lot of experience around him in terms of. Uh, the, the assistant coaches and technical staff, Mitch Dabre's there, Kenny Lowe, Chris Coyne, Andy Keogh. So there's a lot of experience for him to lean on. I, I just wonder whether this season's you know, a bit too soon for a, for a major Perth revival. I, I'm not sure that they will you know, be wooden spooners again. Um, I, I, I'm just not convinced that, that they're going to be top six, but I'll be happy to be proven wrong. Yep, absolutely. Well, uh, just as well, from a, from an off-field perspective, Simon, I mean, much has been made of, of the A-League and the crowd numbers that they get and the broadcast numbers as well. I mean, fr- from your perspective, I mean, where do you think the, the A-League has, has gone right over the last few years? Where do you think they can improve the product so that we get, you know, back to how it was, you know, back in those real days where they were getting 40, 50, 60,000 people to these you know, to these A-League games and these big, big games, it seems to have sort of waned away just a touch, but it sort of seemed to be building back towards the back end of last season. Well, look, there's no doubt that, you know, the competition has had its issues over mm-hmm. the last few years. We had a three-year governance war mm-hmm. uh, during which period, essentially, the A-League was ignored and neglected. <laughs> and we're still recovering from that. You know, obviously, we've had a changeover in the TV broadcast deal. And there's a lot of work to do. There's yep. no doubt about it. But, you know, to be fair, a lot of fingers are pointed at the A-League, and rightly so, mm-hmm. and, and we've got our issues. But, you know, we don't get an awful lot of coverage in the mainstream media. And it consistently baffles me that, for example, and I'm only using it as an example, a sport like rugby league, which gets wall-to-wall coverage 24-7 in all the daily papers, all the radio stations, uh, right across TV, has an average crowd of only around 15,000, which, to be fair, is not you know, light years away from where the A-League mm. is, and we get nothing. So uh, you know, sometimes a little bit of perspective has to be uh, applied to this. Yep. Now, obviously, we, we need our crowds to go up there's no question about that we need our tv ratings to go up and collectively the clubs have not done a good good enough job as yet uh post independence from the fa now covid's been one of the reasons for that that's true Mm -hmm. uh but this season will be the acid test we've got to see the needle start to move in the right direction because it's been going the wrong way for, for far too long now so you know i'm hopeful that that's the case i'm always optimistic um, but there's a lot of work to do. There's no question about that. Absolutely, absolutely. I, I think as well, when you look at, I think there, there's no better site, I don't think, than you know a, a packed stadium with a with a tier four that's just up and about with what we saw in the Australia Cup too. And from from your perspective as well, from a broadcasting point of view, uh, what's uh, what's happening in in your neck of the woods? Obviously, Paramount is is back up and about again for for this season, back on board with the A League. Yeah, well, this is obviously a year two of a, a mm-hmm. five-year deal. So, you know, we're in it for the long haul, or at least Paramount Plus and Network 10 are. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's been a couple of changes during the off-season, both in terms of the on-air personnel. Um, thankfully, I'm still there <laughs> for the time being. Um, so you, you'll, see, you'll see one or two new faces, and you'll see the return of Round Ball Rules, which is our midweek uh, magazine show mm-hmm. that starts uh, this Wednesday, expanded coverage across... Uh, the 10Play website as well. And obviously we've got uh, two games on, uh, you know, live free-to-air on 10Play this year as opposed to the one. So, yeah, there, there's always a few changes, you know, season upon season. And 
you know, hopefully that coverage goes hand in hand with uh, a much improved season. And to be fair, you know, a, a much more uh, regular A-League season mm-hmm. than we had last year because of, unfortunately, we had the break because of COVID. Yeah, exactly right. And uh, away from the A-League, Simon, you're uh, obviously a, a very happy citizen. I'd take it after the weekend's results. <laughs> Yeah, you could say that. Um, <laughs> stayed up to uh, to watch Manchester derby last night, and I mean City really just blew United away in the first half, four uh, nil up after forty four minutes. And I, I guess the only surprise really, although is it really? I don't know. You know that they took the foot off the gas a little bit in the second half. Uh, final scoreline of six three was probably not a, re- a fair reflection as to how one sided that derby was. Um, City are. You know, quite frankly, light years ahead of United at the moment, which I never thought I'd be saying in my lifetime. <laughs> um, and the fact that Erling Haaland has got, uh, is it 14 or 15 goals now? I mean, 14. We're not, we're not, even, we're not even in November yet. Mate. Um, you know, the guy's a freak, and obviously he's getting brilliant service as well. All I'll say is it's going to take a very good team to stop us winning the championship again this year. I would, I would think so, mate. Being being a mad gooner, I'm hoping uh, Pep's uh, old sidekick, well, Mikel Arteta. Right. Yeah, the man, you're the Gunners, uh, they're they're going all right at the moment. It's been a, uh, we've been in it for the long haul, Simon. But uh, it looks like the uh, the, uh, the the fruits of Mikel Arteta's labour are starting to well, it's starting to bear fruit. I think from from what we're seeing. But just on Erling Haaland, yeah. I just wanted to read this out for you. I don't know if you've seen this, but. You've been covering football for for decades of you know for decades now. He has scored. He's the fastest ever player to score three hat tricks in Premier League history. It only took him eight appearances. Yeah. Next best was Michael yeah. Owen with forty eight. Yeah, it's he, crazy. Isn't he's it? just absolutely unbelievable. And uh, just a quick one before we get to the break. Uh, World Cup coming up in Qatar. The Socceroos are heading over. Uh, what do you think is, is a pass mark for them? Because they, they do have a very tough group that they're, that they're coming up against. They do. Um, but I, I don't think four points is beyond the realms of possibility. Mm-hmm. I think they can beat Tunisia. Um, and the other two games, France, Denmark, very difficult on paper, of course. But, you know, they could jag a draw against one of those. And four mm-hmm. points gives them a chance to go through. They get through to the round of 16 you know, they're heroes. They've equaled what the golden generation did in 2006. Fingers crossed they can do it. Yep, hopefully uh, hopefully it's a good one for the boys in uh, for the boys in Green and Gold. But uh, Simon, uh, a pleasure doing it with you uh, tonight and uh, good, luck for the, good luck for the upcoming A-League season and uh, hopefully it's a good one. I'm sure we'll, we'll hear you on the air, airwaves of the, uh, of the overnight crowd in the future. But uh, good luck with all the calls this weekend and uh, hopefully your, your citizens and my Arsenal boys can, can fight it out to the death to the last day. Fingers crossed. Don't forget global game tomorrow. Yep. SEN across the country, nine till eleven. Beautiful done. We'll uh, we'll make sure we plug those on the socials as well. But Simon, pleasure doing it with you tonight. All the best. Thanks, mate. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato, and aioli. So we doubled it: chicken and Macca's together, and loving it. Ba da ba ba ba. Available after ten thirty a.m. for a limited time only.